Welcome to Diacast. No dice were harmed in the casting of this pod. Here at Diacast, our group of six swashbucklers play different RPGs, bringing you a new game and system every few weeks. This week we're playing Yar, a rules-light game designed with children in mind, although don't let children listen to our iteration, about pirates. My name's Lukey, and the question this week is, when was the last time you were on a boat? I was last on a boat at my friend's hen party. So not last October, the one before, I guess, um, because, you know, lockdown. And it was one of those, like, Thames riverboat party things. It's basically like a club on the water. Ooh. They go past uh, when when me and my friends were drinking in the park because it was right next to a, a river. We just see, like, these party boats go past. Mm. And you look on it, and, and my only thought when looking at those is, there's there's no way to leave. No, there's <laughs> Yeah, if you're not having a good time, you're in trouble. Yeah. I don't yeah. really enjoy clubbing, um, but I had a nice time because I was with my friends and it was for my friend's hen party and that was Aww. just nice. That's and nice. we played a game called Cock or What. Excuse <laughs> me. Well, oh that's Where a very hen party. Yeah, the that, bridesmaids <laughs> printed out these pictures and they were like, some of these pictures are penises and some of them are like things that look like penises and you have to guess if it's a penis or not. See, I feel like I've got a very stereotypical idea of what a hen party is like, and you're doing nothing to change that stereotype. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what a hen party is like, yes. Hello, I'm Matt, and the last time I was on a boat was uh, probably the other little while ago. I got on a slow boat to Belfast. We went oh. across on the ferry to go to Belfast. For a, a music festival, it was it was it was in t- it was eight hours of of board. <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! Where did you get the boat from? Well, the, well it's the funny thing is right. Like I don't want to tell a rambling story, but well. we cocked up the timings, uh-huh. and so we were like, we haven't got long to catch the boat, so we left. So you London. took a pedalo. Well, no, we <laughs> left London like, and we raced up like the motorway to get to this boat that was leaving from Birkenhead because uh, we didn't want to miss the boat, and we got there with like. 10 minutes to spare literally before the boat left it was the most stressful four hours of my life then we spent eight hours like going across didn't have a cabin we're sleeping on the floor eight hours going across the irish sea finally arrived in belfast the next morning rushed again because we'd also cocked up these times finally got to this music festival just before the first act starts i've been on the go for like 12 hours without any kind of relaxation and then in the queue i meet a bloke who'd flown from london the previous day and he actually got a flight that was cheaper than the boot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> How did it yeah. take eight hours? Uh, fuck it, it does. It's a long boat ride. Anyway, <laughs> I was I was expecting you to say when you took off from London, as in you got the boat from London and you went all the way yeah. around the Cornish coast and up to no, Ireland. No, like, no, we didn't a get a little trip. packet. No, we went from we went from Liverpool. Ah, that's the shorter distance. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jacob and. Um, last time I was on a boat was, um, February 2017, which is when that was a MS uh, work party. <laughs> MS work party. I just remember that I remember the photos because they were up in the, they were up in the hallway because we used to work at the same yes. MS. Oh. Yeah. And yes, no, it was an entirely adequate evening. I had a couple glasses of Prosecco dance for 30 seconds, vomited over the side, and then sat out in the cold waiting for the, um, with the wind in my hair while someone asked me if I was bisexual. It's the pirate's life. It really was. <laughs> it's the pirate's, pirate's life for me. Just... So 
to be clear, you vomited from two glasses of prosecco. And yes, is that thirty seconds of dancing? What did? That? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was it was going from naught to sixty that did that. <laughs> on a boat. <laughs> on a boat. Aww, yeah. Jacob, Jacob knows how to party. I really do. <laughs> Hi, I'm H, and the last time I was on a boat, I think I might win most recent claim for boat being onness. Uh, was in the summer, so it probably would have been August. I'm pretty sure I was on a boat in the sea at some point. On the English coast. Somewhere legal. It was legal with COVID, I promise. <laughs> you sound so <laughs> suspicious. Do, no, no, like, I'm pretty sure I'm I pretty was sure on a boat at some point. smuggling cigars in the English in Channel, maybe. Yes. <laughs> I was not dumping a body in It was a legitimate waters. enterprise. Actually, it wasn't a boat. I lied. It was a paddleboard. Does that count? Yeah. That's nautical. Yeah, that that's a nautical I can stand thing up on it too. I'd have fallen. I was very proud of myself. That's, that's, thank you. You. that's you very go. impressive. Well I would not even be able to get onto it. <laughs> Hello there. My name is Peter and uh, I haven't been on a boat in a while. I've been in Mini Coopers and other vehicles, but the, la- <laughs> the last time I can remember being in a boat was probably, I'm going to say 2016. And I was doing an NCS course in Wales and we were in, and I can't remember if it was a reservoir or an estuary, but we canoed on a gorgeous Welsh day, Aww. the sort of the day where the sun comes out and really, really does oh, its nice. due diligence. Huh. And we we canoed across this estuary, then set up teepees on the other end, and then a man in a tent threw a rock across the tent in the middle of the night, and then was like, "Oh, I need that rock." So the people who he had thrown the rock at sold him back to it for two, sold the rock back to him for two pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Mary we live such strange lives. Wow. <laughs> that that was when I was last in a canoe. Was I do like canoes. Yeah, yeah, I love canoes. Yeah. Before last, I was canoeing on the Wye River. Lovely. Lovely. Hi, I'm Helen, and the last time I was on a boat was when I went on a narrow boating holiday with H and two of our other friends, um, and it was on the Oxford Canal where it meets the uh, Grand Union Canal. And it was very nice. Aww. We went at a max speed of four miles H- an hour. <laughs> That's lovely. Maybe. Was that when each tried to grab a deer yes, skull? Yes, that was when each tried to grab <laughs> a bloody ram. deer skull. The best horns. And you wouldn't let them. <laughs> so sad. No, because we were moving at our top speed of four miles an hour. I feel like H well, could walk at four miles yeah, an hour. Literally walk faster than the canal boats. <laughs> we, I have been overtaken by uh, oh, by people with buggies <laughs> when I've been driving the boat. And now that we know that about us, let's get to it. Yar. 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 Right, so this week we're going to be playing a game called Yar, which is by Bill DeFranza, and it's uh, it's like a rules-light, pirate-themed RPG. So the basic idea behind this one, as far as I can work out, is it's a very, very stripped-back RPG, kind of in the vein of something like Dungeons & Dragons, but it's very, very stripped-back with the idea of like parents who are really into Dungeons & Dragons or other role-playing games introducing their kids like I guess kind of like 10 year olds up into role play games so it, it's quite fun it's quite cheerful and cartoony all the rules are very very simple and easy to follow and uh, and most importantly it's about pirates basically you guys live in this romantic classic view of the golden age of piracy we've got 
we've got everything. We've got desert islands, we've got the Royal Navy, peg legs, parrots, all of all of that. Everything that you've ever seen in like a fantasy, not historically accurate at all, pirate thing, we got it. And you guys live in that world and uh, you are the crew of a ship. I think you named, what did you name your ship? Right, we named it the Golden Larceny. The, the Golden, Golden Larceny. Uh, so you guys are the crew of the Golden Larceny. And uh, you guys operate here in the Caribbean, round about the Spanish Main, and you guys love to go pillaging and pirating, I assume. Uh, and the action is going to start with the with the Golden Larceny uh, coming into port at Cutlass Cove, which is known all around these parts as a uh, as a hive of scum and villainy, uh, because that's the best place to pick up work. It's like a job centre with knives. <laughs> And so you're going to pull up at the dock um, and uh, you're going to tie up and uh, the little the harbour master gives you like a little tip of his tricorn hat because he, he knows you guys, your regulars. Yeah, so the gangplank drops down and you can come straight in off your boat. So who are you guys? Let's meet the crew. Right, well, we may as well start with the most important person on the ship, which happens to be me. Uh, my name <laughs> My name is Captain Timothy Clams. Uh, that's Dimothy, not Timothy. That's Dimothy. Dimothy. <laughs> I, Yar. I ain't got. I ain't got letters. Um, I, I can read a map though, because uh, that's mainly pictures. I was um, at the tender age of fourteen. I was running scams in London, selling knockoff indoor sundials and porcelain <laughs> shin guards. <laughs> before I was before I was kicked by a particularly egregious donkey, um, and uh, off uh, off a bridge. Onto a boat and was swept out to sea. On the he was boat. kicked in the arse by an ass. Yes. Oh, it was painful <laughs> oh. indeed, and has left me forever a fear of equine beings. I, <laughs> however, I, I, however, became with quick wits, and the fact that I'm very difficult to hit, being five foot two. The <laughs> <laughs> he is, he is this tiny, he is this sort of tiny little wiry man. Captain Clams. <laughs> Captain Clams. And he is going to uh, a str- stride off um, in probably twice as many steps as everybody else. And <laughs> who else is part of my crew? I must have my first mate. Oh, well, that would be me. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the complete opposite. I love it. <laughs> Miss Mabel M- Mont... Hold on. <laughs> my name is Mabel Montgomery, but my fake boy alias when I was pretending to be a boy was Monty Maplethorpe. <laughs> you had to really think about that. I really had to really <laughs> try hard to get that, that out. I was a young lady, you know, the talk of society. Uh, my father was Admiral Mortimer Montgomery of... Is it His Majesty's at the moment or Her Majesty's Royal Navy? Uh, it'll be Probably his, his King George. His, his Majesty. Majesty King George's Royal Navy. And so I was raised near the sea. My brothers and my father taught me to sail. And I was very surprised when, at the age of 16, I was told I was supposed to be a lady and get married instead of joining the Navy, like my brothers. So instead, I ran away and became a pirate. And, uh, of course, from I started out pretending to be a boy because that's the things that heroines in my romance novels always did, but everyone saw through it quite quickly because all I did was put on a hat (laughs) and a pair of trousers. (laughs) Didn't modulate my voice or cut my hair at all. (laughs) <laughs> and so they saw through that quite quickly, but they welcomed me with open arms and hooks, nonetheless. 
the next person off the boat could teach a Miss Montgomery a thing or two about disguises. You see, when Clovesline ran away to join the pirates, she got, uh, she prepared properly. In fact, she knitted herself a very fulsome beard to disguise yes. her features. Unfortunately, when she got aboard uh, the Gordon Larceny, uh, and then she found uh, Miss Montgomery in all her feminine glory, which sounds like I walked in on her naked, um, <laughs> she discovered that the whole ruse was completely pointless, but rather than waste all that effort, she decided to steer into the skid. So, um, <laughs> right now, uh, right now, she is busily adjusting her um, landlubber's beard. Which is, um, of of course, knitted a vibrant kind of redhead, uh, redhead look, and it's got a um, a hidden pocket like round the back, like the reverse of a chef's apron, so that she can um, engage in a little bit of light smuggling while she's oh, that's in nice. and out. Yeah. Who next? I am plundering Persephone Penwright, oh captain my. of the. Well, I mean that was a while ago. Um, <clears throat> whatever I am on this ship of the. Whatever I am. And I do everything. And I have a big sword. It's not a metaphor. It's here, you can look at it. It's very sharp. It's covered with the blood of my enemies. Oh, it's a musket. I think that's ketchup. (laughs) It's from breakfast. And this is all I have to say about myself. Is that I have a big sword. And I'm prepared to use it. I won't speak of my upbringing. On the land, in a middle class family. Well, they cast me out. They didn't cast me out. I got bored and I left and I became a pirate. (laughs) But we don't talk about that. I'm here. I lost my ship. And I will be captain again. I mean, hello, sir. Yes, of course. Excellent. Good day to you. Hello. (laughs) Okay, and we uh, we got one more crew member left. Who's who's here? So, uh, no one else comes out from the ship, but from the water next to the ship, uh, a small figure pulls itself out. Shaking off long, wet locks of hair. Uh, and as they pull themselves up, uh, their uh, long, beautiful, uh, dark green uh, tail turns into two legs in dark green trousers. Hello. Mermaid. My name. <laughs> oh no. Is yes. Boy. I am. Oh dear. The cabin boy. Oh no. <laughs> yes, boy, we know, we've met you before. I'm. Cabin I've in fact paid you. Boy. Hello. Pronouns for boy? They, them. I, I would trust them with my life. I would trust them with my shins, and I would trust them with at least some amount of my capital that I had not already put underground. Right, let's go invest in a bar. To the bar! Come along, boy. To the bar. You know the best place to look for work is going to be the tavern that's on, like, the seafront called the One-Legged Wench. It's got a a big old sign of, like, uh, this smiling elderly lady pointing really proudly at a peg leg. Um, like she's and then just got we go a new inside tattoo. and that same lady is behind the bar. And funnily enough, <laughs> you walk inside. I knew it! <laughs> Too predictable. Um, Morgan the Peg, uh, who's the landlady here, is uh, behind the uh, behind the bar and she's pouring out loads of grog. And there's loads of pirates in there and she gives you like a friendly little wave as you walk in. The place is pretty packed, but if you wanted to grab a table, I'm sure you can like move some drunkards along. To sit out my way. Move. Who do you do, Miss Peg? Excuse us. 
um, one of the drunkards just tips his hat to Boy and he's just like, all right, all right there, Boy, <laughs> and steps away and, uh, and vacates his seat for you. I, I, I've already slunk off to try and, um, yeah, to, to fence some of my specialist goods. No bother. Yep, you can head off. You know there's a market on nearby the beach up the road. You can kind of head off in that direction. Yarr. And so, yeah, um, Morgan the Peg's going to be like, all right then, uh, you boys are back early. Did you, uh, did you have any bother, did you? Well, I'm sure you got uh, enough in your coffers to uh, to buy a grog each, at least. Oh, we can, but I'll only have a harf. I'm a designated navigator. I don't want to hit the pier again on the way out. Miss Pig, there's no there's no chance you've uh, you've managed to procure some some red wine since we last spoke, is there? I tell you what, I'll do, Miss Montgomery. Now I'll, I'll send. Uh, if you go into the back room in about ten minutes, I'll send my lad Timothy over. He can uh, he can make sure you're seen too right, eh? Uh, she Hello? she kind of smiles. She says, "Only only the one bottle, I'm afraid." Yeah. <laughs> There's uh, she, no if you say it loud, she like sm- like a couple of heads turn. Yeah, like, and she's just like, hey, 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 "Oh, red wine in in a tavern. Who, who fancies that?" <laughs> I would make some too. You said you had some. Oh, you know, no, it's like that the dinner I'm, bell. Oh, I have to go now. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to to wait ten minutes, and then I'm going to go to the back and. Timothy is going to give me a whole jug full of ale that looks red, but it, it'll be ale. It's <laughs> a very bad ale. I'm going to look, I, I, I'm gonna look around and see if I see my contact, Violent Sommelier Alice. <laughs> <laughs> Violent Sommelier Alice, for your information, she's um, she fled to Jamaica. She's worried about the All authorities. Right. Uh, that, 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 um, makes, that makes sense. She went into a rosé rage. <laughs> Uh huh. <laughs> aye, aye. Yep. Well, so, um... I've seen a rose rage before at Lady Felicity's coming out party. <laughs> <laughs> Nicked a frigate and was doing donuts around the port. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this chaos is going In on. That's fine. It's fine. While the chaos is going on, uh, Morgan the Peg is going to come around and with like just. She's not counted numbers. She probably can't count. So she's just come around with about like seven like wooden tankards full of grog that you can drink at your leisure. Um, anyone who drinks it, it's clearly watered down massively. Like, Thank you. Actually, I would look to, like to look around in my own interest and see if there's any of my old crew knocking around, just in case. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so we're dangerous. not so mechanics. We're not using skills, but um, so we'll just role play it. But give me a give me a d6 dice roll while you're there, just to help with the role play. Uh, sure. I will. Admit While we're here, dice. Matt, what dice are we using for this game? The dice we're using are d one d six and one d twenty. So I just rolled uh, a two. So a two. So yeah, it's a pretty crowded pub. You can see you see a couple of familiar faces that you kind of recognise, like from having been here before. Um, but you can't see many of your old crew. Uh, however, um, there is like a ruckus going on towards the back, and you can hear raised voices, and you kind of think like your old crew is pretty rowdy. You think if any of them were around. That's probably where they'd be. It'd be there. Okay. If Mabel see if Mabel sees people she's met before, then she is of course obliged to go around the room, say, saying hello to everyone and catching right. up with them. Give us a give us a dice roll then, um, Mabel. You're still a lady. Still a lady. That's a five. So yeah. So you just looking around the room again. Like there's some familiar faces. You're kind of you're known on the pirate circuit. Uh, and you notice over, 
you notice over at the bar there is a, a familiar face. You recognise the unmistakable visage of Captain Didier Ducos, a gentleman rogue, uh, who is another pirate who patrols these waters. He's like a, a six foot tall, like olive skinned, like pencil moustached, very dashing looking Frenchman. Is my is my heart all of a flutter? Uh, your, so as as your eyes like catch him, your heart suddenly the pulse starts to quicken. Um, and you oh. can kind of hear his name echoing in I your ears. I found myself. Like, Didier, 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 Didier. 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 <laughs> Monsieur. Um, you, you see he's in conversation with another man who um, looks to be a right state, like clearly been drinking. Kind of, there's a bit of ale spilled down the other fella, like ginger-haired white guy um, who's much shorter and much less attractive. My heart is less of a flutter. <laughs> I could not approach a man alone, of course. That would be inappropriate. Oh, do I you do... want me to go with you? <laughs> oh, Captain, I didn't realise you could hear my internal monologue that I was saying out loud. It was not an internal monologue, my dear. <laughs> it, ten... My external monologue. It was out loud. Cool, so as you, as you approach, uh, you can hear a bit of the conversation between him and the ginger fella. And uh, the ginger fella is saying something like, "But you don't understand that it's it's a deal. It, it guaranteed to make a profit. Guaranteed, I promise you." And he's, "Away with you! Away with you, lolly gag! I have finished hearing your protestations. Leave me in peace." Um, and then he turns and he sees you, and um, he looks at the captain, and he kind of smiles like in acknowledgement that you guys are uh, friends. And then he sees uh, Maybell, and his smile kind of peeks up at one side of his mouth, a bit, a um, bit roguishly, and he goes, "Ah, Captain Clams and uh, and the Mademoiselle Montgomery. It is always a pleasure." Mabel is very glad that she doesn't wear corsets anymore, for she may have swooned. <laughs> uh, he, he does an extremely slow and gentlemanly bow and goes, "Oh, gentil, Mademoiselle." Halfway through his bow, is he now eye level to me? Yeah, as he bows, he is, he is just a little taller than you. All right, I'll put my hand out and shake, I'll try and shake his hand when he gets to the bottom of his bow. And what Oi. brings you back to these parts so soon? Uh, only last month I saw you go sailing off into the sunset. Y- yes. And then we needed to Captain. come back because if you keep going sailing into the sunset, you hit dirt. <laughs> and also, is that yeah, we have come back from our trip and we are we are lucrative with gold and other things uh, yes and you are now looking for a new a new score as it were yes yes we are looking to sail the high seas get plunder and booty for we did not plunder we we, we got vast amounts of plunder but we're looking to plunder more due to greater equity means greater investment opportunity sorry hang on keep going sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes we would very um, much like to plunder that booty uh, <laughs> Mabel? Uh, Cap- Captain Ducot, he snaps his fingers at you, Captain. He goes, Ah, Captain Clams, what the fuck you have just done with events? I have just a thing for you. My Wonderful. friend Lolly Gag Lamule here was just <laughs> telling me about some fantastic pitch for how to make money that he has. I will leave you to, to talk it out, and I shall stay with Mademoiselle Montgomery here. All right. Oh, oh, of course. And he, like, kind of, as he's talking, he, like, like kindly but aggressively manhandles you towards the the orange haired fella and kind of bongs you together and to, uh, kind of bodily blocks you from me that he's like ah oh, mademoiselle now we are alone <laughs> mais oui capitaine have you ever been to paris mademoiselle i was there for for a season a few years back with with my aunt i i danced in all the ballrooms 
Oh, you dance the ballroom. Mademoiselle, if we ever are privileged enough to find ourselves underneath the chandelier light, I would show you such things I can do with my feet. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> if only there were music here, you could show me now. And then just as he's teased you, just as he's like in enough to know he's got you on the hook, he then pulls back and he goes, of course, I am a very busy man as well. Oh, yes, 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 of course, of course, Capitan Um Meanwhile, just quickly, I want to go to uh, the captain with um, Lollygag. Um, so, but yeah, so Captain Ducot has kind of forced you together with this fellow who's remarkably he's actually about the same height as you he's quite small but he's broader he's quite a broad man Ah. and uh, you know this guy as lollygag lemuel so this guy um he's a bit of a failed pirate you kind of know him as the town joke and he's like he's like oh hello there captain comes what a pleasure seeing you here all right nice to see you too how is that how how is that expedition for the new black gold going because Oh, uh, oh, well, it's just a terrible, terrible thing, you see. You know, you know, we went out there with three boats. Uh, we came back with none. <laughs> to this day, I don't know how we got back. Well, you know, that's what rum does to you, doesn't it? I see the amount of, amount of drink and the navigating might have gone, gone bad. However, I did hear you saying the word profits if my tricorn did not deceive me. Um, so, as, as you say profit, his eyes kind of flare, like, in a moment of concentration. Mm. And you can't be sure... But you think you saw, like, a glint in his eyes? Something that you, you just reminded you a little bit of when Boy casts a spell. Like, Atlantean magic. You think you saw, like, a flicker in his Ooh. eyes when you Ooh. said prophet. And he goes, and he says, ah, ah, yes! Ah, yes, Captain, you see. The thing is, I happen to be stumbling across a scheme what could make you and I as rich as kings. Aye. That sounds like a very good plan. Considering the strength of the monarchy during this period. Aye, 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 sir, indeed. Now, I, I can't say too much out here because of all these voices around, right? But it's come to my attention. A, an interested party has come to me and she says she knows how to get us to an island where be all the riches of Captain Murdoch. You ever hear of Captain Murdoch, Captain Clams? I've heard the, I've heard the legend of Captain Murdoch. <laughs> Oi, there's only one small problem, which is that I promised her that I'll take her to the island, but I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't got a boat, you see. So at the back of the bar, there's a couple of shadier tables where like the candles are a little bit smaller. He's like, meet me over there in, in ten minutes. I'll, I'll introduce you to Molly. Oh, it's an, oh, right. That's good. Right, that's and then good he, he kind of he goes to walk off, trying to be stealthy, and immediately stacks it and stands <laughs> up again. Stands up again, trying to look <laughs> like nothing happened, and just walks off. <laughs> I will return to I will return to Persephone and Boy. Meanwhile, down by the bay. Um. So yeah. So clothesline. You've basically gone to where you know is the best place for ply and trade. Uh, in this neck of the woods. So there's like a couple of a couple of shops on the waterfront, and then also on the beach itself. There's a couple of like stand up. Um, stalls. There's a couple of vendors called Flotsam and Floor. There was Flotsam and Jetsam <laughs> and Urban Floor, but they had to downsize recently. So, <laughs> <laughs> Flotsam and Flow, who are a pair of fences, you know, they're always up for buying bits and bobs. They are, you know, the best place to find them is the third alleyway behind the bookshop. Aye, uh, so. 
I'll uh, saunter down. I, I'll saunter down there, whistling the jaunty tune, uh, which will be, you know, my my uh, my call sign. Uh, yeah. So as you whistle, you hear kind of coming in from one of the alcoves. You hear like. I will give a surreptitious back, and then. Um, <laughs> and, then and then you hear from uh, from the same alcove. You hear a. I will lean back against the edge of the alleyway and. Um, uh, just from behind my beard, uh, I will just kind of uh, lift it up so that someone mm-hmm. looking over my shoulder uh, can see the uh, stoppered bottle. And I'll say, it's the good stuff this time. A Pinot Noir. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, after, after a couple of seconds silence, you see these two figures emerge. Um... They look kind of. They almost look like like little and large. There's like this quite small little man in a. Uh, he's not wearing a shirt. He's just got a waistcoat on and a little hat, and he's quite a small fella. And then next to him is a a very tall muscular woman, mm-hmm. um, Flotsam and Flow. And then Flotsam, the boy, the small one, he's going to walk up to you and he's going to say, "The the correct response is a dog whistle, clothesline. You know that." It's supposed to be the whistle, the whistle, then the sheep, then the owl, then the dog, then we both sing together. You know that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but time. Uh, yeah, standard rate, of course, always applies. And um, that said, I may be willing to, I may be willing to cut, uh, cut you some slack if you've got any of the, uh, the good stuff. You know what I like. Oh, I. Um, may I? He puts his like hands in his pockets, like trying to look really official. And then after two seconds, uh, Flo exactly copies him, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, "May I examine the merchandise?" Of course. And um, yeah, I, I, I will retrieve. I will retrieve the bottle. Um, I've been practicing, mm-hmm. so I only <laughs> accidentally punch myself in the throat once while doing this. Um, <laughs> I'll just comment. Um, you know, it's very—it's very difficult to get some good wine round here. Um, just subtly raising my voice it would be such a shame Ooh. if people were to hear about it. Uh, right unless, on. of course, oh, you so know. So you want information then? Is that it? Aye, that would be. Aye, that would be good. All right. He's going to kind of lower his voice, and he's going to. I've heard it said that the shock. Horror is back in these waters. <gasps> That's both shocking dun, and dun, horrifying. Dun. I know. Can't fault them for the branding, I suppose. You would tell of the shock horror? Um, nothing, uh, nothing that ain't more than rumour. What do you got? Well then. Well, I've heard the shock horror, which as you and I both know, is the most dreaded pirate ship in these waters, captained by none other than the dread Captain Ursus himself. He's back in these waters. There's word of a large score going round, see? Like, one of the biggest in these waters, the treasure of old Captain Murdoch. Word is somebody has found out where he's buried it. Word on the street, that is what me and Flo here have heard, talking round the, na- the town, the neighbourhood, is we've heard that the person what knows where this treasure is, knows about it, because she's a mermaid, see? She's got all that ocean magic going on. Ah. Well, to tell the wises, you want to look for a lass by the name of Molly. Well, that's much more helpful. Thank you very much, Flotsam. 
and uh, and uh, clothesline the uh, the wine. Just testing. And I will uh, <laughs> hand the bottle over as well. Um, mm-hmm. And we will pay up with our usual fee. Pleasure as always. Love it. Yeah, they they jog off like Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I will. I will. I will make a. Sa- uh, I will. I will take a slow wander back. Nice. Was there anything while you're at the market? Did you want to pick you up? You know any- what? Uh, if I could pick up, actually, I pick up firecrackers. Ooh, yep. There's um, you, you know, there's a, a Chinese merchant by the name of Zheng Lin who sells all manner of like fireworks and kind of powders from the east, and he's more than happy to to give you a couple of firecrackers. Absolutely. For, like, I think he charged you like five doubloons or something. Yep, yep. Or no. like, five pieces of eight is probably more correct. Yep. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just a a handful, effectively. Nice. You have, for argument's sake, five firecrackers. Uh, We're going to cut back to the one-legged wench that you're going to meet this contact of lollygags in the corner in about five minutes. There's still this ruckus and these raised voices going on in the other corner of the bar. And Mabel is still chatting to the dashing captain, Didier Ducot. Can I say that, that Tom, who is supposed to be waiting for me with, with my red wine, mm-hmm. uh, has given up waiting and has come out to find me. And he's also, he's also like a, you know, a good salt of the earth young man proper Orlando he's Bloom. A bit, he's a little bit in love with Mabel and he sees me there flirting with Monsieur Didier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, so, yeah, young Tom, who's, um, like, he's, I think he's, like, the nephew of Morgan the Peg. Like, he's, he's had a crush on Mabel for a, for a while now and he comes out and he's, like, he's got a very breathy voice and he's, like, uh, oh, Miss Mabel, Miss Mabel, we've got some, we've got some wine. Oh, you're, you're with Captain Ducot. Oh, Tom. Oh. oh wait, no, she wouldn't use his first name. What's his, yeah. what's his surname? Uh, his oh, surname Peg. is yeah, is Peg double G Peg. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Peg, how lovely to see you again. Oh, um, oh forgive me, you. Miss Mabel, uh, Miss Montgomery. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I didn't realise you had company. He like he bows oh, profusely. Like his ca- his face is going the colour of beetroot. Like, <laughs> oh, I was just catching up with my my good friend Capitan Didier. Uh, yeah. uh, Duco is just gonna like thump him roundly on the back on on the back. He's like, oh, oh hello, boy. <laughs> <laughs> boy hello, waves. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 hello, boy. <laughs> very funny, is it not? <laughs> I, I bet you were doubloon. This ends in tears. I'm I'm going to uh, stand up and say, excuse me, bathroom, oh, and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would like to head towards the bathroom. I'm trying to find a quiet corner where there's not really anyone around. All right. Yep. So, so they're not actually part of the the tavern. It's like you go out the back door, and then there's a couple of outhouses beyond that, with like across a little like back lawn. Is the best way to get away from the hustle and bustle. Once I am mostly obvious an eye shot and everything shot, I would like to cast invisibility on myself. Ooh, oh, very nice. Do you need to roll for that? Or is it instant? No, it doesn't seem to be. All right, yeah, you 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 step into the outhouse, snap your fingers or whatever it is uh, you mermaids do, and you become invisible. 
Um, so what I want to try and do is I want to staying sort of, you know, out of the way of people and being aware of where are people so I don't get stood on. Um, yep, you're used to this, to, I imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Listen in on the rowdy lot to find out what they're going on. And uh, when uh, Cabin and uh, Triple P go to talk to Molly, follow behind Invisible. Yep, that's cool. Okay, so first you're going to head over to the Hustle and Bustle. Yes. Um... And what you see, so you're kind of kind of weaving your way through the crowd, maybe kind of round to the back. And then once you kind of, you find that there's a load of kind of rowdy, like, lads and uh, lasses are all kind of gathered round. And you can see they're gathered round a table. And at this table, there's an arm wrestle going on. And there's a couple of doubloons being passed. People are betting on who's going to win. And so the two characters that are arm wrestling, uh, one of them you recognize straight away as Shantyman Stan. <laughs> so <laughs> Shantyman Stan is known throughout these parts as the most musical pirate in these waters. He's like he has got his own boat, which is called the Morning Chorus. Hey. <laughs> Ooh, pretty. Um he's he's from north of these waters. He's from um from Canada. And um he's Foreign. covered in t- he's got he's got big, big arms and tattoos, and he's got this most rolling room. voice that he loves to use. And he's and his every morning his crew begins the day with a good good song. He's the only pirate who has both um, like sent fear through his enemies and gained applause from his enemies. Um, (laughs) The best male voice choir on the seven seas. Yeah, like they're great. Like they got a great bass section and some top tenors as well. Um, Anyways, that's Shantyman Stan, and he's locked in an arm wrestle with um, this other fella that you also recognise as Slugger Wallace. So Slugger Wallace is one of the biggest men you've ever seen, bristling with muscles. Uh, He's missing a leg. He's got a peg leg instead of a regular leg. And he's kind of covered in, like, shark memorabilia. He's got, like, a shark tooth necklace. He's got a couple of scars that look like they might be from sharks as well. Um, And he's kind of growling as he's... um, Yep. He can try and observe without being observed. All right, then we'll, we'll play. We'll play the scene out. Then, if you're still watching, what's happening at the minute is uh, Slugger seems to be winning, a uh, big old shark Slugger, and he's like, "You have no chance. You cannot win, Stan. Not this time. I'm gonna take you down." And then, is back. <laughs> and then stands. Um, Stan doesn't say a word for a minute, but he starts to smirk, and then he just starts to just. Oh, the year was 1778, how I wish I was! And he starts singing, like, and then his crew behind him starts singing and harmonising and banging the cups on the ground. And then he suddenly smashes it and he takes it and uh, he defeats Slugger. Uh, and then all the, shan- the shanty men, as they're called, uh, they all cheer and, like, a couple of doubloons pass and drinks are clanked and he's like, and that's another round for Shantyman Stan! And uh, Slugger, huzzah. huzzah, everyone in the bar goes, huzzah. Uh, perhaps I'll treat you all to a song if I'm feeling in voice. Huzzah! Um, huzzah! And Slugger, <laughs> uh, the huzzahs are shark harmonized. Slugger. Yeah, they huzzah! are. Uh, well, Slugger, uh, he, he kicks over the table in protest. And as he comes through the group, uh, Persephone, you spot him. And of course, you know Slugger Wallace because he used to be your first mate. Oh no. I do. I stand up and I put my ale down with a clunk on the table. Slugger. Complete silence falls across the bar. Yeah, complete silence falls across <laughs> the bar. 
Apart from Mabel, who is giggling at something. <laughs> yeah, she just uh, laughs really loudly and just complete silence. Everyone just looks at her. Sorry, and then gradually all of the, the heads turn back to you, Persephone, and then Slugger kind of looks at you with a look of utter, utter distaste. And he's like, Persephone, you've got a lot of guts showing your face here while I'm here. <laughs> I'd say the same about you. Setting foot. Oh, sorry, you don't have any of those anymore, do you? I got one Ooh, foot. Burn. <laughs> oh, I thought you'd lost both. I wouldn't, no, I, I only lost one. I'd have both, of course, if it was near for you. Oh well, some things are something. worth the gamble, aren't they? And I think it worked out all right. He's going to walk towards you like clunk step, clunk uh, step, uh, clunk, and he's going to lean over the table. He's going to be, did you know my left leg? Was my favourite leg. Oh, I'm so sorry, Slugger. I'm sure it tasted delicious. He kind of scowls, and then he's like, he's gonna reach over and grab, grab your grog. Oh no, not my grog! And yeah, he's gonna grab your grog and he's gonna pick it up and start to drink from it, like intimidation tactics. He's gonna be like, "There is nothing." Is the captain just sitting at the table, just like watching this? From what's being said, it sounds like you lost a bet with a cannibal where you had to hand over your first mate's foot as a payment. <laughs> it was a shark. There was a shark. <laughs> <laughs> there were near cannibals involved that near happened like that. <laughs> you know that. Ridiculous Mabel. <laughs> Quiet, that's not, Montgomery. That's not me, that's Lukey speaking. <laughs> I once met a vegan cannibal, he was a confused man. Anywho, uh, your, captain's, <laughs> your captain will be sitting at the table and he's. He is. Uh, he is not having any of this. This is not the intimidation uh, tactic. I'd say what, just to feed you, Peter, before you say that. Like, right, uh, he's going he's gonna, to. After <laughs> Persephone's line, he's going to be like, I think it turned out not so bad, you know, because I'm still a captain, whereas you are licking the boots of lesser men. I will draw my cutlass! Um, Mabel sees this and draws her cutlass. She doesn't know what's happening, but... I think a bunch of drunk pirates just also draw their cutlasses. Yeah, so it's like it's like that bit in the Matrix where suddenly everyone's got their guns on each other. Yeah, yeah. like a couple of pistols come out. Um, like as Mabel, Mabel, you said you drew your cutlass? Yes. Despite the fact you've drawn your cutlass, uh, Didier Dugo <laughs> is going to like push you back. He's like, stand aside, noble flower. And pulls out his, <laughs> and pulls I out his rapier. I've been learning to sword fight since before you, I was born. Oh, yeah. Away now, away with you. It's all right. Sure. Feel not. You are safe so long as Didier Dugo is here. Uh, <laughs> I will... I... Uh, I will shout, lesser men. Wait, that's the wrong accent. <clears throat> hey, I'm a pirate. <laughs> I will shout, lesser men. And then I'm going to jump on my end of the table, which I'm assuming <laughs> will upend the other side <gasps> into his chin. Yes! <laughs> yes! Please roll. Bar fight, bar roll. fight. Bar fight. Uh, oh. Yeah, so yeah, you roll a d20 uh, and you have to beat 15. Ah, well, I rolled a six. <laughs> ah. No. Uh, so what you successfully do is you kick the table. Uh, the grog that's left on it goes all over him, <laughs> which just succeeds in like making him angrier. And then he's just gonna like stare at you, and he's like, "You are a puny man, and you're a big target 
Oh, <laughs> from behind. Cue free fireworks. Oh, fireworks. Oh, nice. Uh, actually, no, just the one firework. I have big plans for these yep, things. the one so. firework. Um, I get, let's do it as a roll to hit again. Yeah, let's treat it like combat. Fantastic. Um, but I believe this is going to be a sneak attack, so you get a plus two to hit. Ooh, ooh yes. Plus two on top of your plus two. Plus four, plus whatever. That's a natural one. Oh no! Uh, the firecracker. So what you didn't know, although you really should, about uh, Zhenglin, bit of a crook. I mean, it's a pirate town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it kind of you you throw the firecracker and it just goes. Maybe it's a delayed reaction. They're all their age these oh, days. Oh please, let it go off in like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he draws off his back his shark tooth club. Yeah. Oh. Um, so and he's going to swing it at Persephone's head, and he gets a plus four to hit. Uh, uh, but he's rolled a three, so he swings way wide of your head. I will attempt to hit him with my cutlass. Oh, for crying in the sink, I got a one. <laughs> You've had so oh. much grog, lads. Mabel, do you want to have a stab at Slugger? Oh, absolutely. Okay, that's a 14 in total. Right, so yeah, you've hit uh, you've hit him across the back, so now you roll uh, damage, which comes Oops. off the weapon. If it is a cutlass, that is mm-hmm. roll a d6. I got a two. Uh, yeah, you've you've damaged him, and he just goes Arr! in fury, and uh, is gonna immediately take a swipe at you. Uh, he's missed, only just like couple of like uh, where your hat comes tumbling off to reveal <gasps> your hair. Uh, and my he, hair um, comes tumbling down because it wasn't done up well enough, um, and suddenly I look. Both, all, both Didier all and Tom me. both go. <sighs> <laughs> oh la la! Uh, in fact, I'm going to roll for Duco. Hang on. Yeah. He cannot resist his passion. Uh, he is like, he is, he's going to charge in and have a go as well. Uh, <laughs> Finally, uh, I get a mar- romance storyline. <laughs> you know what he's done? He, he's fucking... Uh, dearie me. He's, he's overcome with passion. He has rushed to help you. And he's rolled a one. <laughs> <laughs> so he falls over. No, Matt, he falls forwards and I catch him in Yes, yeah, he tumbles in into your arms. Yes. Reversal of the traditional heroine hero pose. Um, he looks, like, <laughs> both enamoured and, like, soft. <laughs> the first time. Aww. <laughs> uh, he's like, oh. <laughs> Considering the um, narratives which I have heard, that is surprisingly progressive. <laughs> Um, clothesline, did you want to have a stab? I'm going, uh, I'm going to eye the firecracker suspiciously and then I'm going to uh, just try and shoot out his peg leg from under cool, him. Cool, cool. Yeah. It's a 13. Yep, that hits. <laughs> um, yep, more cool. damage. Ooh, five. No, 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 sorry, seven. Ooh, okay, seven. So what's happened there is you have quite successfully shot the peg leg out from under Slugger. Um, and he doesn't, obviously it's wood, he doesn't feel any pain, and so for a moment he's like, ah! and then he tries to step around to kind of, to turn at you, and goes down like a falling timber. And he lands in Captain Clam's arms. <laughs> and he lands <laughs> in Captain Clam's arms. I, I feel like this might not be the time for a romantic interlude. <laughs> I say as I nut him. You're going to do what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> Roll to nut. I I cannot roll. I rolled, I rolled a two, which is a four. Oof. Um, and you're you've done damage to yourself. His skull is so thick that oh. you've actually damaged yourself with that. Do you agree? And you accidentally kiss him a little bit. A little bit. My my lips were slightly parted. Um, <laughs> you went ahead by him and ended up tenderly kissing his forehead. 
It's where I licked a man in anger. <laughs> Don't lick back in anger. Oh, oh, that man. joke. Uh, so, so Slug has rolled a three. So he's kind of <laughs> he's tangled up in your arms. He can't seem to get free. Cutlass. 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 Yep. So I just roll a twenty and stabby stabby. Roll a twenty. Yep. A seventeen plus three. That is a twenty. Oh yeah, freaking easy peasy. Uh, so you got to roll a d6 for damage from a cutlass. Hell yes, I do. I've got a five. Oh no! Right, bonk. So yeah, you kind of you slash him again. You go. Um, <gasps> Can I do like a pee on his chest like Zoro does? <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I all right. You meant sizzle. do a pee on his chest for a sec. I was like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So no. what you do is you kind of you no. pull him up with your cutlass. You do the letter P. You slash it into his chest. Then for sizzle, he's down to half health uh, at this point. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to allow you for sizzle to just kick him over. Excellent. Like, yes. And he I goes just down bonk like a him ton with of the reverse bricks. of the scimitar or whatever it's called. So he's now. In fact, oh, actually, I tell you what. Perfect narrative. Roll the one there. So what you do is you kick him over. He's like, and lies on the floor. Um, and then right next to him, the firecracker goes off. Yes! <laughs> uh, which blows him out the window. <laughs> we're going to, in a moment, we're going to go to Boy. But just quickly, I want to go to uh, Didier Ducot. He's oh, in we're arms. standing in this lover's embrace. Yep. Go, Monsieur Ducot, are Madame. you all right? Hey. I am fine, madame. I, I feel... I feel like I've been swept off my feet. I feel like I'm adrift in an ocean of honey. Did you know, madame, that your eyes are a most beautiful shade of what colour are your eyes? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best pickup line I've ever heard! <laughs> <laughs> oh my, Monsieur Didier, you're, you're, you, 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 you flatter me, Monsieur. Mistress I, Montgomery, I are you all right? And Tom rushes over to you, like, suddenly he's with, with the me medical kit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought I saw you about uh, to swoon, Mistress. <laughs> so, what's the plan? Right, now. Before we head, I've gone Irish. Hang on. Oi, <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> pirate doubloons. Oi, black powder <laughs> setting on fire. Uh, equity. Right, oh, I'm a pirate now. Um. Equity. Aye. So we're going to go ever so slightly back in time, boy. Um, so while the fight was going on, you made your way over to the darkened corner where uh, yes. Molly and Lollygag were watching the fight. And so did you, I'd like you to roll a d6, please. As a four? Uh, yep. So, being a mermaid yourself, uh, you recognise your own kind, and you can see um, that when, like, kind of Molly kind of looks up to kind of try and see what's going on in the fight and tries to get a better look, you can see that uh, she's got long, dark, almost seaweed coloured, like, long, dark hair. After a couple of minutes, Molly is going to turn to Lollygag and she's going to be like, Is that them? And then he's going to say, Oi, that's the ones. That's the captain there. What are you spoke to? He's going to take us on a voyage. He's like, Is there no one else? And he's like, Well, I mean, I asked, I asked the French bloke. He wasn't interested. And I asked the singing man. He wasn't interested either. 
Should I ask the shark man? Uh, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> um, just as he falls over. <laughs> and then he's just going to say, you know, you know, my, you're my best friend. And then Aww. she says, yes, yes. yeah, Yes. Uh, what was your name again? Lollygag. My name's Lollygag. Yes, yes. You're, you're my best friend too. But like, you're, you're my best friend. And so, boy, you... It's a textbook example of the spell charm person. Yeah. Like, you've seen this before. I, I now have been standing up and having my tricorn put on in the right orientation. We'll now go over. Oh, God, I keep going Irish. Aye, pirate, pirate, pirate. <laughs> yep. Nice. Okay, so as soon as you sit down at the table, uh, yep, lollygag immediately is like, Ah, there you go, Captain Clams. Nice to see you. We're here to talk about the proposition. And then Molly immediately nudges him in the ribs and she's like, keep your voice down. Yes. How do you do, Miss Molly? Uh, she doesn't shake your hand. And she's like, uh, she says, how do you do? Aye, we be doing fine. We be doing fine on the pirated seas. Now I heard you got a, hang on, let me be surreptitious <laughs> now. And he's going to lean in real close and go, mighty fine treasure. <laughs> um... And while he's erring, I've turned around and I'm leaning casually on the bar and I'm keeping an eye out for who else is placing Eves carefully. So Molly's going to lean in to uh, Captain Clowns. Persephone, are you there as well? Yes, Sitting yes, down. I'm going to go listen in. I'm keeping my mouth shut because for once yep. I know he's Maybelle right. is there too, so you three are there. <laughs> yes, uh, Mabel's there. Nice. So she's going to lean into the three of you and she's going to be like, uh, I might have a score, if that's what you people call it a high score Ooh, how lovely i find myself in need of a ship and a crew we are both and of those i can promise oh, we have those <laughs> ah excellent and i can promise riches at the end although some of it i claim as my own i'm willing to pay you handsomely for the journey i, I do like tall tales oh i oh, do yes. love a good story miss molly well i take it all of you have heard the legend of mad captain murdoch the uh, yeah, <laughs> the most dread pirate of the seven seas who plundered all across the Spanish main and amassed a huge wealth of treasure and they buried it on an island but nobody knows where it was strange how people do that but he wanted to make sure nobody could get his gold not even after he was gone so the only thing he ever spent was he spent a palm's worth of silver and he crossed crossed the palm of an old mermaid woman who was going to help him. And in exchange, she gave him a magic ruby of phenomenal power. And with the power of this ruby, he sealed off this island so that nobody could ever find his treasure. He set up loads of traps on this island. So even if you got to the island, you'd never be able to find it. And then when he was done, he turned all of his crew into animals so they could never tell anyone where the treasure was. Oh, how dreadful. And that's it. Nobody knows where this island is. And it's gone, lost to history. Except, that's a shame. I know where it is. A twist. <gasps> you see, gasp. You see, that old mermaid woman was my grandmother, and I have in my possession uh, the way to the island and the riddles of Captain Murdoch himself that we can use to get past all of his traps. All I need from you is to take me to the island. If you can get me there safely and you can help me complete the challenges. Half the treasure is yours. Oh, an adventure. Such fun. Do say we can go, Captain Do. We, we have... <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we have 
That is an absolute. Uh, that is an absolute yes. Huzzah! Uh, Lollygagging me goes huzzah! We'll find the treasure. Um, Pres- uh, do I, we have to bring him with us? I, I at that one. point, at that point, I'd like to cut to clothesline and boy, uh, who have been watching. Uh, please roll each a d six. It's a three. Uh, it's a one. I mean, one's God. not going to get you much, but I think three will get it to you, given you you're invisible. No one's trying to hide from you. So yeah, basically you 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 can see the conversation going, and you and you notice when Lollygag goes huzzah. So you're like, <laughs> right, they've they've agreed then. Um, and then a couple of moments pass, about enough time to light a pipe. Um, and then <laughs> then you notice. Um, Captain Didier Ducot um, pulls his jacket quite straight and he's like, uh, he, he declares the kind of public, he's like, and now I will be going for I have nothing to do here. And he uh, starts to walk out the door and as he goes, you also notice Shantyman Stan is like, and now I find myself with no reason to stay here any longer. And and then you also notice one of the little shark minions run off to Slugger. <laughs> and on top of that, there was one pirate you didn't even meet. You then you notice at the top of the rigging, there's uh, a woman, uh, quite a spindly woman, you guess in her forties, very angular cheekbones, um, wearing a very long coat, and she's got like a pair of like literal fuses coming out of her hat. Oh my. Um, and she's got the the biggest blunderbuss you've ever seen on her back as well. And you know this is a Fusey Susie. She's a, another pirate captain. <laughs> yes. And she what a name. <laughs> what a name. Uh, yeah, I just had to get her in because of the name, even if she never appears again. And Fusey <gasps> yeah. Susie has clearly been listening from up top, like on the on the on the veranda. And she's just kind of just going to look around. She's like, and right, I find myself with no more reason to be here. And she's going to slip out a door as well. So the secret's out. Hey, bloody yeah. May I just say it's shocking that everyone has to go somewhere. Is there an event on that we haven't heard about? I don't want to be left out. Is this a new social nicety I haven't heard of where we have to announce our leaving very loudly? I I quite like it. Well, I'm going to take it up the moment we have to go. (laughs) From from outside, you hear uh, Slugger Wallace be like, I have to go now. And he's like helped towards his ship by his by his mates. I would like to <laughs> check out the front door while I'm still invisible to make sure they're not going to ambush us as we head out. Uh, nobody. Okay, so you you kind of duck out the front door. Nobody's ambushing you, but you can see like as soon as uh, everybody's out the front door, all the pirate captains immediately stop walking nonchalantly and start rushing around. Like clearly, <laughs> all of them want to be the first out of port. They're like right. We we gotta follow them, like, <laughs> and so they're stumbling over each other. Didier Duco trips up Shantyman Stan on the on the deck, <laughs> like they're all rushing about. Fusy Susie's like on a horse riding down the main street. Everyone's <laughs> rushing about trying to be the first out of port. It's like a rat race. I'm going to I'm going to head over to the table and go. Whatever you fine folk are planning, you best get to it soon. There seems to be a lot of activity about, almost as if someone was indiscreet with a rumor. Oh, do you think somebody was listening? And then it, I've well, got yeah, a, I've got a, I have 
I am your captain speaking, and I have a cunning plan. Which is a mechanic from another game. I was going to say, <laughs> but I like it. Everyone so leans back. A cunning plan. <laughs> right. I say we use a little bit of what I like to call misdirection. Lovely pirate, hey, lovely pirate I once, lovely pirate I once, you love setting things on fire. So what we're going to do <laughs> is we're going to set some things on fire. Or we're going to cause a big distraction. Clothesline. Aye. How do you feel about cutting a few sails? If it's absolutely, I think I can be persuaded. Right. Now, Persephone, we need to disable a couple of ships. How about you and some of our fine crew cause a little bit of a distraction whilst we cut a few sails? That sounds fabulous. Boy. I want to uninvisibilize in front of Molly. <laughs> I can. He says, staring down Molly. <laughs> Molly cocks her head to the side as if to be like, well, I didn't know you had a mermaid. She didn't say that aloud, but it's clear. <laughs> Molly narrows her eyes. She's deeply suspicious of boy oh that's okay boy is staring right back at her like yeah, yeah. yeah you want to say something <laughs> she's she's looking back at you with that no you say something kind of thing <laughs> oh boy yes you think you can stick someone's rudder in place Aye. and then i will sneak around the back with the others and i will help sabotage some of the other ships rigging you know i'm terribly good at climbing around the rigging and i know exactly which points to hit to cause the most problems for them nice so division of labor captain clams you're taking molly back to the ship i am and i will be keeping uh, lollygag in uh in conversation about literally anything that isn't what we're doing Yep, he is extremely <laughs> he's extremely easy to manipulate. Perfect. Um Aww, to the, poor bub. the trio of you walk along. Uh and then so boys sabotaging a rudder, uh yeah. clothesline is going off to do some sabotaging. Yeah, um, I'm doing something similar. Yep, then you're gonna hop up in the rigging, Maybell. And um you were gonna Persephone, you were gonna cause a distraction with some of the crew, weren't you? I was. I so can I take some of our crew? Yes, so yes, you, let's allow it that all of you guys kind of, unless you want to filter off, anyone who wants to goes back to the Golden Larceny, uh, which is docked up. Um, <laughs> there's that comedy thing of all the other captains who are like docked nearby you. As soon as they see, they're all rushing about, as soon as they see you guys walking past, it's just like, oh, just looking as innocent as possible. Um, yeah, you arrive back and uh, all your crew are just lounging about on ship, being their usual lazy selves. Right. Uh, you arrive back at the ship and yes, Persephone, you can recruit as many. You've got 25 in your crew. I will grab, I don't know, sort of five of the crew. Just just a bit of an entourage in case I meet Slugger or anyone again. Yeah, you grab and, a couple uh, of uh, deckhands. Are. I, I think <laughs> I have this idea that she quite likes when she's away from the captain to pretend that she is captain and the crew probably know this and know to go along with her little conceit. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to have it for roleplay purposes that you've got a little cabal of the deckhands that you're quite matey with. Yeah. Um, and they kind of, though they, they don't in any way disrespect Captain Clams. No, it's They're, like, they're kind fake, of used yeah. to taking orders from you and they're like, I, I, captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm like, thank you, crew. My yep, they're like your little goon squad. Oh, yeah. um, and you you kind of you give them the nod, and they immediately drop all their buckets and their mops, and like, oh, freaking Persephone's got a job for us. And they rush over. All right, I will walk flanked by my goons in the middle, flouncing along flouncily. 
Uh, I don't think I physically described Persephone, but she's very like, she's middling height, big, flouncy, curly blonde hair and frilly shirts, like men's clothing, but the frilliest, fanciest clothing you could possibly find. Just extra lace everywhere and elaborate everything. So everywhere she goes, she flounces. Noted. You you flounce successfully onto the dock. Thank you. And I'll go, oh, my crew, we must away to find the map to the location. <laughs> Very nice. Um, I'm going to roll for everyone who's listening. Hang on. Um, Slugger's not convinced. Uh, Didier's not convinced. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, Shantyman Stan's not convinced. Oh, no. Oh, oh but Fusey Susie is. Ah, oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got Fusey. Oh, um, so she, she's got like a little ship. Oh, Her ship's one of the smaller ones, but it is... It looks unstable because it's got so many guns on it. Um, um, fusily Susily. Um, she immediately like nods to her boat. She's like, you see that? You see that? She's going to get the treasure. Come on. Come on. Grab the muskets. <laughs> All right. I will try and lead them on a merry chase around like the dockside, basically. Like, oh, I think the shop's down here with the cartographer person, 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 map man. <laughs> and like, just try to keep losing them. And yep. Zoom dashing around. around um yeah. fusey and her crew who all look suitably soot stained all carrying stupidly customized guns like kind of wandering behind you at a, uh, i'll make sure we split up so she has to get as many crew off her boat as possible so yeah she's like, like you go that way deckhand one you go that way freaking clog face go that way jimmy go that way let's go like, yep. <laughs> um yeah face and jimmy the classic pair to finish it off once once i've kind of got as many of her crew lost as I can, I'm going to head back to the dockside and in front of the people who didn't take the bait, I'm going to very fakely start a fight with one of my crew saying, you said that the map maker was over there and we can't find him and it's ridiculous. And then try and basically create as much smoke and nonsense as possible, you know, fire my musket in the air and just yep. make a kerfuffle so it isn't clear when we board our own ship again. Nicely done. I will also note, yeah, Fusey follows you in a, in a, this merry chase. Uh, Captain Wallace, Slugger Wallace, he didn't follow you in the merry chase, but when you start a fight... Uh, mm-hmm. He does take note, like, hoping you'll get your ass kicked. Like, <laughs> um, he gets his notebook out. <laughs> yeah, he tells one of his men to start sketching, sketching this occasion. <laughs> yeah. um, yep, cool. So yeah, you successfully distract one of the pirate ships. What uh, what are you sabotagers doing? So I've uh, I've picked up a length of rope. Yep. And during this distraction, I'm assuming there's some tallish building on the dock. So basically, I want to climb to a roof. Uh, yeah, I'll give you. I mean, jump. Oh, you think it's a jump, jump into the, the enemy ocean. rigging? Yes. May, may I suggest you <laughs> climb into? May I suggest you climb into your own rigging, uh, which you can do freely, and uh, then jump across. Fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, so I get up, and I, I'm up in the rigging. I'm climbing happily. Got a big smile on my face. Mm-hmm. And climbs up the rigging, and she's on the main brace, and she like runs along like parkour. She does not lose speed, and she just does a big heroic jump to the next ship. Cutlass in mouth. Yep. So you want to do the jump? I'm just going to see who's parked next to you. Is oh, what I mean. How am I going to get there? Hang on. Just want to see who's parked next to you. Uh, it is Wallace's ship. Is parked next to you. Mm. It's um. See the angry shark. Yeah, man. Slugger Wallace, the the angry Scottish shark man. It's his ship, okay. which incidentally is called the Ooh. Hammerhead. It's got a big old hammerhead oh. ram on the front. This guy loves heavily sharks. unsubtle. 
Yeah, he really loves sharks. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a brand. Because you can move freely through the rat lines. You've ended up successfully up on his main brace. What I want to do is I want to sabotage the rigging in a way that they won't notice immediately, but as soon as they try to set sail, they're just going to fall uh, What apart. I'd recommend is you kind of like half saw some of the ropes holding the sail up, so as soon yeah, as any wind catches the sail, the sail will blow they're off. They're just going to snap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, was, that was my thinking, yeah. yeah. So I want to meticulously do that to all of them, and I want to work my way through as many of these boats as I can. I'm going to get you to roll on this one to see how well you do that, and I'm also going to roll to see if there's any crew up in the rigging who are going to challenge you. I got a six. Oh, nice. Yeah, like... Um, yeah, there, there are, like, one... There's two crewmen up in the rigging, but they don't... They're not paying attention. They are pretty sleepy. So, yeah, you successfully start <laughs> to start sawing away at, um, at all of the ropes... And you can be doing that. And then in a minute, I'll give you a chance to hop onto the next ship, which yeah. is... Uh, it is Didier's ship, is the next one in line. Yes! Um, Somehow I'm going to end up in his bedroom. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, um, Boy and Clothesline, what are you guys doing? What I would like to do is change into my sneaking beard. And, <laughs> Done, successfully. Um, yeah, so I will find like a, a piece of cargo to take onto the, the Shantyman's yep. ship. Um, duck into a quiet place. Uh, duck into a quiet place, and I am going to set a. Uh, I'm going to find the powder magazine. Yep. You you would know where a powder magazine would be on a ship like this. Uh, yeah. I'm going to wedge the door open mm-hmm. with one of my daggers. Yep. Done. I'm going to light two of the firecrackers, place them down, and then jump out. Oh my so, goodness! So yeah, hopefully they're just going to they're just going to kind of ideally just kind of ricochet around the powder room, and sooner or later they'll catch on something. Oh, lovely! Is the idea? Um, oh God. Yeah, I I don't even know. just roll just roll a d6 and we'll see I have how it goes. Feeling the golden chorus is about to go out of tune. <laughs> that was a free a free yeah. So uh, I'm going to hold it narratively because I think we'll want it all to kick yep. off at once. But yeah, you've you've Absolutely. kind of you're ready to kind of fire off, boy. What are you up to? Right. So I think that sort of the second we've got back to the water, boy has uh, gone on the ship and then just slipped straight out the other side of the ship into the water again. Sploosh. Yeah, yep. you're under the water. A couple of uh, passing crabs wave hello. <laughs> he waves back. He's now uh, his Aww. his legs have turned back into a lovely long green fin. Uh, the un- the only one that seems to be making headway is uh, the ship of Didier Duco. So that is my target. Um, so I'm going to dive right down. Um, just so you know, I doubt anyone's going to be paying too much attention because we're in a quiet, calm port, but, you know, doesn't want to be spotted. Um, yep. And going to go to the around to the rudder of uh, Didier's ship. And mm-hmm. my goal is basically to jam it. Um, so going down to the sur- uh, down to the, the sea floor, uh, pulling up seaweed, pulling up rocks... And basically just packing and jamming in and wrapping around like anything that I can around this rudder. So it'll be basically impossible to turn about someone else diving down and undoing all of it. Yep, that, uh, yeah, allowed. So I'm just going to just roll to see like how successfully you pack it. I'll allow the activity, but let's see how long it'll take him to fix it. Oh, that's only a two. Uh, it's a rush. You know that you've got to make way fast as well, but you do pack it. Um, there's some, you stick a couple of rocks as well and bits of coral. So you've definitely gummed it up. It's going to be a struggle. What what will probably happen, you know, is that they can make way quite successfully. But then the moment they have to chart a course and turn, they'll discover there's a problem. And even if they have to kind of, they can fix it quite quickly, they'll be off course and they'll have to double back. Okay. Um, so you have like, you've caused them some grief. 
and they wouldn't know about it. Uh, okay, so are you heading back to the ship, boy? Yes. So uh, we're going to let this all happen at once, I think, is what's going to happen here. Wait, I was going to fuck oh, with Oh, yes, Didier sorry. You were going to well. also fuck with Didier. Yeah, uh, roll, um, roll to jump over just to see if you successfully do it. Because it's now another jump. I'll land in his arms, <laughs> improbably. Five. Uh, yep, you gracefully leap onto uh, the next ship, Didier's ship. Uh, knife still clutched in your mouth. Uh, do you want to do the same thing? Yeah. Okay, Doki, so. you roll for how successfully. I'm going to roll to see if there's any crew about. <laughs> I rolled a six. Uh, so did the crew. Oh. Uh, so what happens there is you, yep, you you slice off uh, some of the of the rope. You've successfully started to sabotage their main sail, but then at this point, uh, one of the uh, the crew in uh, in the crow's nest are going to be like, "Oh look, we've got an intruder!" And then you see a couple of the crew on deck turn up. They look at you. Amongst them is Captain Duco, who looks up, catches your eye from like down on deck, and he's just like, "Mebel." <laughs> <laughs> And at I blow him a kiss. This point, you blow him a kiss. That's yeah. He he catches it in his hand. <laughs> uh, at this point, clothesline sets off the firecrackers. Uh, they go sizzling, and you're gonna dive out the nearest cannon port, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. With a merry, uh, Danny boy, that's not pipes I hear calling. <laughs> and then I will dive out the window. <laughs> uh, you. No, very nice. You dive gracefully out of the cannon port. Um, the firecracker goes in to everyone else who's on the dock. There's this sudden massive explosion that tears the back <laughs> off of Stan's ship and throws their harmony quite off. I do like uh, how we were like, we're not going to do anything too bad that could leave them with a grudge. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> uh, Stan himself Stan ends up, hold a grudge. stands in the middle of like holding a falsetto note at the moment it goes off. And it just goes like, <laughs> he goes flying up into the air and lands straight in the drink. Um, <laughs> this at this point distracts everybody else. The game's up. A couple of crew on Didier's ship at the same time have already drawn pistols to try and uh, kind of get Mabel out of the rigging. So you're gonna? Uh, can I leap back to our ship? Yep. Or yeah, like give us a roll. But over. I think you should be able to do that. I got a five. I'm really well tonight. Yeah, I'm nice. Okay, I've got so a black die that's doing me well. Mabel. Okay, for, for for style, you run along the main brace of Slugger Wallace's ship. As you as you do, the state the sail that you've sabotaged tumbles away beneath your feet. <laughs> um, Oops! And and he's like, "What the fuck?" Um, and then you grab a rope and you swing gracefully and land perfectly on the deck, uh, where I assume Captain Clams is at the wheel, ready to make way. I land right in front of him and do a very elaborate salute and bow. Hey, wonderful. Get back to your post right, everybody. Get up on ship full ahead, both. Raise the, raise the mean breeze. Drop All that sail. All hands on deck. All hands on deck and left hand down a bit. We're going to get some booty. <laughs> Huzzah! Yeah, uh, yeah, Persephone, I, I assume, for you cheap. Yeah. I assume <laughs> yeah. you're back on ship as well. Yeah, yeah. I just hurt her. Yeah, I throw down on. the ladder for those two. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You'll Look, get aboard, yep, you climb on, uh, you, you unfurl the mainsail, and you you, uh, you set off out of the bay. Uh, Didier makes a stab at following you. Uh, everyone else is delayed uh, <laughs> for, for obvious reasons. <laughs> Nobody can leave. 
Uh, Didier, he, he comes up behind, his ship's faster than yours, so he comes up behind you, he's gaining uh, gaining ground. Um, but We meet eyes. Yeah, you meet eyes, and he... Um, and he looks like he's about to deliver like a quip, but then at that point, one of his uh, one of his crew is like, "Sir, our, our rudder's not working, sir. <laughs> sir. I can't, I can't turn left, sir. I'm sorry, sir." I did manage to damage his sails a bit as well. Yeah, like half his sails <laughs> hanging off, and like some of them are trying to put it back. Um, yeah, and oh you dear, s- it looks like you're only at half mast, Monsieur Didier. I didn't like that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah, like colors unfurled, you guys uh, speed off the and if you get out of the bay, it's all good. You fully escaped, um, or you got away from Cutlass Cove, and you're well on your way towards uh, the island of Captain Murdoch. And then just Ooh. as Molly is giving you like the directions of wh- where to head next, she's got like a little, she's got like a little. It's like a map, but it's got stuff written on it as well. Um, information. There's a box. There's like a load of crates that you brought aboard, supplies and like lemons and what have you. And uh, one of them, you hear a from inside one of the crates. <gasps> Tom, Mistress Mabel. Oh, <laughs> hey! Mr. Peg. I <laughs> I couldn't oh, leave you to go and face the ocean alone once more, Miss Mabel. I had to come with you. <laughs> Oh, Mr. Peg. (laughs) Ooh, the intrigue, the mystery, the pure shenanigans of it all. Next week, we'll be back with part two of Yar, where we'll be on the hunt for our buried treasure. But until then, thank you for listening to Diacast. If you'd like to keep up to date with episodes and announcements, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Diacast and on Instagram at DiacastPod. And subscribe to us on your favourite podcatcher. And hey... If you enjoyed listening to us, maybe consider giving us a rating or review, or sharing us with a friend. We'd really love that. Diacast is Lukey Slynn, Matt George Lovett, Jacob War, Helen, Peter Wellman, and H. Folkmans. Our logo and banner art are by H. Folkmans. The Diacast theme was composed and performed by Matt George Lovett, who also edited this episode. The Golden Larceny Sea Shanty was composed by H. Folkmans, with lyrics by H. Folkmans, Lukey Slynn, and Helen. Instrumentation was performed by Matt George Lovett, and vocals were performed by the Diacast. This week we were playing Yar by Bill DeFranza, links to which can be found in the episode description. And at least for this week, that's how the Diacast.